Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Path to Kingdom. Can I ask you guys to put your cameras on, show your beautiful faces? Hello, Catherine. Hello, Mr. David. Hey. Enrico. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for coming and thank you for being here on time. And um, I got some messages today from people who said that they're going to be a bit late. Uh, we'll stone them later for, for this. We'll punish them. Um, but for now, we're just going to go like down the forgiving uh, line. I wanted to ask you guys if you, um, let me see how many here. Yeah, there's a few people on the way, but I wanted to uh, start by having a quick meditation with everyone, just kind of getting our mind, our hearts into the same wavelength, the same energy. And this will also give time for the others to join. And then we'll dive right in. Everyone up for that? If you just take a deep breath. more. Let it out slowly. Now one more. And let it out as slow as you possibly can. And now take a moment to just notice your body, your weight on the, the chair you're sitting on your feet on the ground. Notice the temperature around you in the room you're in. While your eyes are closed, try to visualize the room you're in. Just be in the moment. Try to listen to any sounds. Maybe even take a sniff and try to see what aroma or sense speak to you where you are. Watch your breath coming in and out. You don't have to do anything. Whether you're tired, whether you're energetic, whether you're happy, whether you're sad, whether you're awake or asleep, your body breathes itself. And I encourage you to put your hands on your heart right now. And just feel it beat. It beats for you. It works for you. Day and night, every second. No matter how much you take care of it, it will take care of you. No matter how thankful you are for it, it works for you, keeps you alive. When you want to run, when you're excited, when you need extra energy, extra boost, it answers a call. And there and then, works faster and harder just for you. Before you are alive in this world, before you could see, you could uh, feel. Doctors scanned your mothers. And they knew you were alive when they saw 
spark of electricity in your heart. It was smaller than your fingernail. It started to beat. And this is where we know that you were alive. You didn't do anything to earn this. It was a gift given to you. It is said that the force that makes your heart beat, the force that makes my heart beat, the force that makes the universe operate is one. And so we're all connected. When you're ready, come back slowly here. Wiggle your toes, feel your weight in the chair. Let your body stretch itself the way it needs to. Give me all the time. Come back. Now, a real quick question. How was that? Did you feel a bit calmer after we've done this? Yes, I would say so. Yeah? So, would you say, Enrico, did your mind calm down after doing this for a few minutes? Yes, for me, yeah. <laughs> and then? Yes. Yeah? Anyone here struggling with their mind being out of control, always thinking, always uh, running their own life? Making imaginary scenarios of what will happen next? Part, part of, yeah, but it's okay. So mm -hmm. I can accept it. <laughs> one of the, uh, David, one of my clients, and one of the, his superpowers is his ability to accept his humanness and uh, make peace with the things that a lot of people struggle with. So, uh, guys, thank you again for sharing, for coming here today. Uh, first journey in the path to kingdom. Um, I am really excited about this journey. I was nervous about it, but at the same time, I wanted to jump into it and just see what comes up and uh, surrender to the journey. I've been having a lot of a lot of weight on my heart calling me to do this uh, in the past year. So this was a big jump. Today, I wanted to uh, get you guys to try to think about an outcome that you want. So in coaching, what we do, we often talk about outcomes. People, it's different to therapy. Therapy, we kind of go and explore. And even some forms of therapy, like cognitive behavioral therapy, they ask you about outcomes. They say, oh, I'm feeling shit, and I'm feeling down, and I'm feeling depressed. And the therapist would say to you, how would you like to feel instead? Because most people really don't go to that step. That's a very simple step. They go all the way to the 95%, but the last 5% of what you want instead, we stop there. And we stop there for many reasons. We stop there because of fear. We stop there because we don't believe it's possible. We, don't, we stop there because of pessimism. And we stop there because of past programs and past experiences. So, but today we're gonna go there. We're gonna go that 5%. We're gonna go all the way to 100%. So I want to ask you, what would you like to happen in this journey? 
What has to happen in three months, six months, or a year down the line, where you look back and say, wow, this had been the most amazing journey of my life. This had given me everything I wanted. You don't have to answer, feel free if you wanna share here, but I really encourage you to write down things that you want. What has to happen? People go into relationships, into friendships, into jobs, even with themselves, without ever thinking about an outcome that they want. Can go in detachment from, from their responsibility, from reality, from their ability to co-create a result that will impact their life. But you are not like most people, you are here. What has to happen three months, six months, or 12 months down the line? What are the new relationships that you want to have? What's the new way you want to feel about yourself, about the people in your life, about your job, even about the hope of what's gonna come next? How would you like to take control and to co-create that future that you deserve? Some people say, oh, I, I really want to feel at peace with myself. Others would say, I want a bigger house. I want to feel safe in this world, in a place in my, for, my, for me that I can call my own. Other people have dreams, but these dreams, they just seem like so far away. They are so distant. They belong to someone else. They're not possible for me. Maybe you want more energy, more motivation, more creativity. A rewarding relationship, perhaps. Amazing friends, soul family. Can I start to share something just so we can all warm up? Um, Please go ahead. So um, the question was, um, what has to happen three to six months down the line? Um, um, Backstory, um, last year, before the lockdown, I was actually quite thriving. I was doing all the things that I love. I've been teaching yoga and all the other things like I've. I'm also a tarot reader, so I'm into reaching out and helping people. But during the lockdown, I kind of got isolated and I kind of spiraled down. And, and now um, I'm currently living with my family just so it's much easier for me financially. But it's, it's been really hard trying to pick up a routine again and to get myself back out there. So I guess um, in three to six months, I'm, I'm hoping to actually just get my groove back on and to get myself physically fit again and to be confident again the way I was or even perhaps better than I was like a year, two years ago. I love this. Thank you for being brave and vulnerable 
So you want your groove back, physically fit, and what else? I want to be physically fit. I want to be able to open up to clients again and to actually help out people the way I used to and to maybe go back to teaching yoga and all the stuff that I used to do. Beautiful. What's stopping you, Faith? Um, right now, I've been... Uh, I keep having excuses with myself with regards to like this space that I'm in right now is not the one that I'm used to. It's too comfortable. This is a vacuum, stuff like that. Because I never really felt um, like I need to move when I'm with my family. Like it, I end up being too complacent and I don't like that. That's my issue, yeah. So I'm trying to make something out of this space right now because I know that I can't really wait for the next opportunity to go back to the city where I came from. I, I have to move and do something about it somehow. Okay, well, Faith, I'm, uh, are you okay if I give you some coaching here? We can delve into a bit into a story. And guys, for the rest, you'll notice often that our stories are very much alike. We have our own unique circumstances, but we humans, we sometimes we go through challenges and we project stories. Um, Catherine is an awesome coach, by the way. She's uh, part of a masterclass coach uh, group that I'm in. And we often say in coaching that when we work with ourselves or with other people, we project stories, we create stories that aren't always real. And these stories are there for a reason because we create them so we can feel better. So Faith, do you mind if I ask you some questions? What, when we talk about this, we are saying that Faith isn't feeling the feelings that will empower her to go forward. You said, you actually, the first thing that you said, you said, I want to feel my groove again. Mm -hmm. What has to happen? What does that mean? Like, what are the feelings, two, three, five feelings that you want to have that will actually empower you forward? Mm, it's always been, I guess, number one is confidence. Mm -hmm. um, like... I remember like every time I do something, it's out of confidence that I can. And yeah, I've, it's, it's very connected to my body because every time I feel strong, strong and confident, like they go together for me. Like I used to be able to lift guys. I was that kind of person. I do handstand push-ups before. And, and that really made me excited and it would like just allow me to explore more things out there. And, okay, and yeah, so we have so, confidence. What other feelings do you have that will empower you? Confidence, strength. Um, you want to feel strong? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like in strength, 
in my strength, confidence actually already branches out and then the rest follows. So yeah, confidence and strength are the two things that I want to really feel. The moment okay. I know that I'm strong, I'll be confident enough to be out there again. And as simple as it sounds to just start working out, it's, it's been really hard. Although I actually already started this evening. I tried to do yoga and it just felt, I felt like Hercules um, in that scene where Hades took out his remaining powers and he couldn't do much when, um, when, the, when the Cyclops attacked the city. That's how okay. I felt when <laughs> I was doing yoga earlier. I wasn't as strong. I, and I totally understand that. Um, actually, there's, to me, there are some signs that are coming up that are preventing you from going there. But I want to ask you some questions. Are you okay with that? Yeah. So if you feel confident and strength, is that enough for you to go forward? Or do you need other feelings like, I don't know, energy, inspiration? Uh, with strength, a lot of the other good feelings that I want for myself comes out the moment I feel strong and okay. confident. So like, yeah, that's, it's, it sounds simple, but also complicated. But like, once I have those two confidence and strength, I feel like I could conquer the world. Basically. I'm, I'm very, very athletic and competitive. So confidence and strength, definitely. Is it safe to say then, if you're confident and strong, you feel joy, you feel creative? Yes. Feel oh, yeah, definitely. You feel energized. And if yes. you don't feel strength and confidence, all these other feelings go away as well. Yep. Yeah. Is it safe to assume that perhaps you are after security and safety? If I feel confident, if I feel strong, then I know the outcome yeah but if i don't know the outcome i'm afraid and then i can't move forward yeah i that's that's a really good way to put that because like when i feel strong and confident it's like even if i fail on something it's okay because at least i learned something it's easier for me to to discover stuff and fail if I know in myself that, hey, I'm, I'm doing this for the first time, I'm secure because I'm strong and I'm flexible and I, there's no way I could injure myself because I'm, I'm very body aware, my body is at its peak, stuff like that. Yeah. It has a lot to do with like how I regard my body and how strong I have to be. Yeah. So that served you in a time in your life a lot of people I work with, it's interesting. In their 20s, early 20s, they feel this confidence, this strength. And a lot of people in 30s, they go into 30s and then you say, oh, they will tell this story. I used to be confident. I used to be, I, I knew what I wanted. And, and it's in interesting. I feel like sometimes the injuries that life creates, life has joys and fruits and amazing surprises. But sometimes it has disappointments, especially the way we look at it often. And we take this and we store it into our body. How do you think you can get back your strength? 
and confidence? I think, first of all, I need to accept the fact that I'm 30. <laughs> so whatever strength I had when I was in my 20s will be different. So I'll have to be more careful and have to be smarter with the way I move. I actually injured myself um, back in 2019 while I was training for a jiu-jitsu competition. Um, but yeah, that didn't stop me from training anyway. But but yeah, like these days I've been more careful, I guess. But that kind of spiraled down into me just being sedentary, especially when the lockdown happened. So, yeah, it's a, it seems like a, not being able to move and not being able to utilize your energy just made it lower and lower and lower. If you had a lot of energy, would that help you? Yeah. Hmm. What has to happen? So, again, we go like, guys, uh, please notice that we go into under the labels. Often people use labels in life. I want to be happy. I want to feel this, I want to feel that. They're all labels. And again, they are part of the story that we tell ourselves purely for us to feel, to feel less anxious and less afraid in the moment. But if we are really serious about what we want, we need to go under the hood and go into the mechanics of what happens under. So what has to happen in order for faith to feel more energized? I thought just starting to move, like maybe a simple yoga routine and then being consistent with that would improve things for me. Okay, movement is very, very good. What else? Mm. Um. Uh. I used to think um, I would start moving the moment I have or complete the tools. For example, a new set of sports gear, a new yoga mat, but like I've already bought all those things that I, I kind of uh, already have back in my old city, but I left and it, it just, it's, it didn't really work. Like re it was just, it ended up being retail therapy. So, so yeah, what I'm learning is it doesn't matter what you have. You just have to start small, I guess. Um, hello, Sanya Khan. Hey, everyone. So sorry I'm late. <laughs> Hi. Hey, you busy lady. So, um, Faith, I want to switch tracks a bit with you. What are you afraid of? Injury. <laughs> okay. So I'm hearing uh, in the things that you want, you want really security. And in things they are afraid of, you're afraid of injury. Mm -hmm. Right it, now. How does that feel when, you, when you're like looking at it this way? Oh, I'm stuck in a place because I'm afraid of injury and I want security. Otherwise, I'm not going to move. Well... It's from from what I've read and seen so far, it's like, okay, I'm I'm staying in this bubble and that's not making me grow at all. And like I guess 
it just has to come to a place where I'll move regardless of whether I'm feeling secure and complete at the moment or just jump into the unknown and see how it goes. Let's, uh, let me rephrase the question. Where would you like to be in say a year down the line? If everything went according to your plans, if the fear was not a problem and if you had all the confidence and all the strength and all the other emotions they create for you, where would you want to be a year down the line? Do you have, without going into too much detail, but do you have a clear idea where you want to be? Um, I'm not sure it's that clear, but um, I think I know what I want. Um, I want to pursue something. Um, I want to pursue learning astrology and become an astrologer. That's like the end goal because it's, Getting a certification and like a proper class is expensive. Um, with proper resources and a good mentor, um, I'm already looking through the mentors and how much it's gonna cost. It's kind of expensive, and that's also one of the hurdles. Um, and connecting it back to confidence and strength, I feel like when I have that confidence and this, like, just being able to move it gives me the energy to keep working towards that goal also because i've already seen myself in a situation where i wanted something and i manifested it just because i was feeling in myself that hey you got this you're strong and you're smart and you can do everything you want like just that confidence that things will fall into what place. What was that thing where this worked? I'm very curious. Um, this was like back in 2017 until like 2019. Yeah. I got my yoga teacher training certification, my energy healing certifications and everything. I even managed to um, interview a bunch of really well-known authors and astrologers that I looked up to back in the day. So like at some point I felt like, whoa, shit, I can do things. Oh my God, I'm so cool. I'm so awesome. So, so yeah, confidence really plays a big part um, for me. Cool. So one of the, we know now for Faith and for everyone here, is we have past wins. There are times in our life where things, work, where things work the way we want. And one way we employ in coaching and neuro-linguistic programming is we go back and study what happened there and we implement it again so we can get the same push. Now, um, we know with Faith is that what she wants security, security, security. And like almost every other human being, what stops her going forward is fear. Let me share a little bit about the negativity bias. The negativity bias is a psychological term to describe what happens in our brain. Our brains are there to protect us only. They remember everything that is dangerous, everything that is scary, and they record it with so much intensity and vivid detail because it will protect us. 
But what it doesn't do, it doesn't uh, think, oh, this is a beautiful flower. Let me remember it. Oh, this is a beautiful interaction. Let me remember it and absorb it. It doesn't think like that. So scientifically, the negativity bias, our brains are more likely to remember negative events that happen in our lives five times more likely than positive events, unless a positive event is very intense. So what happens then? If you look at the, our past in terms of a timeline, like let's say this is a timeline, when because my brain is really picking and choosing what to remember, reality is not reality. Reality is only what is stored in here in my library. So I go and I look back and I find that all what had happened in my past or a lot of these things are negative. And what do we do when we want to predict the future? We use our past information, superimpose them in the future, and we try to predict the, um, the future. So obviously, if I'm remembering all these failings in the past, are we allowing cats in our session? Enrico? <laughs> so obviously, if I'm re remembering all these negative failings in the past, and I'm looking at the future, I'm saying to my brain, on one hand, I'm not clarifying exactly what I want. Faith, you use this, the words, not sure, I think I know, maybe astrology, kind of expensive. It's, there's, it's all, like there's some idea, which is great, but it's very unclear. Our brains from the stone ages don't like to go into darkness. They don't like to go into a fog because there's a lion, there's a snake, there's something that is, can hurt us. So when we say, hey, go into the darkness, it says, no, I'm not. This is too dangerous. So one thing that we do in order to bypass that limitation of our brain, we clarify what we want and in detail. And here's where most people stop. They think if I clarify it now, it's gonna be stuck. It's gonna be written in stone forever. No, I can clarify what I want and change it a week down the line, amend it. It's like a picture, a painting. Oh, I can remove this color and change this color. It's, uh, it can be, it has to happen this way because a week down the line, a month down the line, you are gonna grow. Your own awareness of your own power is gonna grow. Another thing that we can do in order to bypass that is to remember to balance that negativity bias. A lot of coaches would sit with you and would take you back to times where you were powerful because your brain doesn't need to remember that. It's no danger in there. When you are happy, there's no danger to you, so don't need to remember it. But the problem is if I keep forgetting the times where I was strong, the times where I made things happen for me, the times where I was able to help someone, I was able to love someone, or I was able to really manifest things in my life then I'm gonna go forward. I'm looking at the world as hazy in front of me and the tools that I have, they are forgotten. The weapons I have within me that allow me to go forward, they are forgotten. So how can we really move forward with that? So let's dig a little bit deeper. Can I ask you guys to uh, take a minute and again, visit if you wrote anything about what you want to look at it and say clearly, what do I really want? 
we can even go into what do you want in terms of relationships? What do you want in terms of friendships? Maybe a partner in your life, if you don't have one. Or how would you like that interaction with your partner to be? How much money do you want? People say, oh, I want some money. Well, do you want what? A thousand dollars? For some people, a thousand dollars is a huge fortune. For other people, if they only have thousand dollars in the bank, they will declare bankruptcy. What do you want? And we can go a bit deeper. What are the feelings that you want to have that will take you there? Catherine. Well, I wanted to throw something in here because um, if it's allowed to take a, a big picture view. So you asked us about the outcome that we want, right? An outcome that we want to generate for ourselves. Now, I don't know about you or... Um, but I know from my clients and from myself that this question sometimes evokes a lot of pressure. And that has something to do, and I just want to bring that in as a, as a second perspective to that, to that question, that some of us are very outcome-oriented people, and it's easy for us to have an idea of what it is that I want. And others of us are more process-oriented people. And that means that we enjoy the process, so we are not so interested in the result really, but maybe in the learning of astrology. Yeah, it's not about becoming the astrologer, but I want to learn it, right? And to know the difference, you know, what is it that, how am I? Am I more like the outcome oriented person or am I more the process oriented person? Helps to kind of define what it is that I want. Because sometimes I just want to bring that in because I know that in myself, for me, this creates a lot of pressure. And for me, it's much easier if I say I set an intention of how I want to, you know, how I want to go about this and how I want to enjoy the process. Catherine, thank you very much. That's actually powerful. And then the program Path to Kingdom, we often say we start like what I, what I do with my clients is, is uh, we start to actually clarify with that kingdom that we want, but actually the kingdom is not in the destination. And most people that focus on the destination, on that outcome alone, they, it's a very sad life to live. The kingdom is in the journey towards that destination. Yeah. And I loved what you said in your video, in your introductory video, because you actually put it so beautifully. You said, you know, sometimes we don't even know what that is, what we want and what this outcome is, as long as we haven't found ourselves, really. Sometimes we have to kind of need to come back to ourselves first before we can really answer such a big question. Right. hundred percent. And in the same in the same time, all the blocks that we have towards what we want in our life, they're actually in here. And one of the things I would love to, um, if I, when I ask myself, what is the outcome I would like to create with this group? What would be an amazing outcome if in the end happened? And I would say, wow, I've done it. We've done it. And for me, that would be for everyone to get deeper and closer in touch with their inner selves. That's where your power is. That's where your dream is. That's where your self is. That's where your joy and your kingdom is. 
And as we put the carrot in and we say, what is the outcome that I want in life and down a year down the line, this is a carrot. Now that carrot allows all the little blocks within me come up and we can go further. And Catherine, thank you very much. I, I felt like we were in a, in a part and I wanted to move forward and you really push forward. I really appreciate it. And this is a, a manifestation or spiritual ad, spirituality happening uh, without design. So guys, are you, um, who feels that they are really in touch with themselves and who feels that they are not? For me, it depends. <laughs> okay. It's dependent on which area of life um, I um, and what I do for this or not. So sometimes I feel strong and sometimes <laughs> more or less. <laughs> okay. So sometimes you feel you're more in touch with yourself than others and it depends on the area as well, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, when I was growing up, especially in my 20s, I struggled a lot, mainly because of my past trauma, what happened in my, in my growing up childhood, teenagehood years. In order for me to disconnect from the trauma and be able to function, I had to disconnect from the self that was traumatized. And as a result, I remember in my late 20s, I really struggled to know who I am. I, I couldn't be able to, um, it was such a foreign idea that I know who I am. And I'm wondering if anyone experienced the same and where you are, how you are interacting with yourself. I'm really curious about that. Mm -hmm. Faith, do you mind if I get back to you a little bit? How in touch are you with your inner self? Mm, I would say that I'm quite in touch with myself i i actually journal a lot it's it's been a habit that i have for ages so like um self-reflection i've i've done a lot of shadow work and self-reflection that sort of thing um and and yeah i'm i'm pretty in touch with myself and i'm even aware of the fact that last year I knew it was an opportunity for me to, um, to actually heal from, from old traumas and pains. I chose to not do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty self-aware. Okay. And so, in touch. Hmm. I want to ask you a, a bit of a tough question, Faith. Is that okay with you? Yeah. You are in a place in life where you want to go forward, but the self is not cooperating, is afraid to move with you. So you're pushing with effort. Let's go, let's go, and it's, it's holding. I know I don't want to move forward. And we know from what you say is that the self is a bit traumatized. It's done all it's done for you. And it came for its, their space and time for healing for you to give it back. That didn't happen. Is it possible really that the self will go with you when it doesn't trust you? 
um, what's the question again? Is it possible for your inner self to go ahead with you, make your dreams happen when it doesn't trust that you will take care of it when it needs you to do that? Um, yeah, um, there's a lot of fear involved um, when, yeah, when we are not moving with what we want in mind. And I guess, yeah, it's, it's just not possible, at least in my situation. Like, um, when I was um, trying to face my old hurts that were coming up during the start of the lockdown, um, it was it was so it was much easier to disassociate because it felt like I did not have the support within me to actually go through with with the healing, which is very uncomfortable most of the time. I just didn't feel like I had the support group or like the support even with myself. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're actually dealing with it. You're in the right place with the right people. Um, guys, I wanna ask you a quick question, especially about confidence. We have us and we have the inner self. If you were to imagine two friends together, two partners, how would that team of two confidently stand together? And how would they operate if they were separated from each other? It could be, you could, some people like to imagine them with their inner child, some people like with their best friend, with a partner. Um, if I'm united within myself, with my inner self, what does that look like? So from for myself, it's like um, I'd be connected with this both both of it, and uh, can um, accept the other one, and yeah, it's like it's like a best friend, but it's not not only a best friend. It's it's a deep connection um, and deep relationship, like with a partner, and yeah, that's how I would describe it. I love that. Do you judge that person when it doesn't do every time perfectly what you want? Mm, not at all. <laughs> yeah, let's say this <laughs> because that's true. Is that going on in your journey? Do you judge yourself a lot when you look, oh, I still haven't done my yoga. I'm still not, you know, I'm not moving. Is there like uh, inner judgment, inner condemnation? Pressure? There's a tendency for that sometimes. <laughs> Usually a lot of people in power, like a lot of people who have achieved things in their life, they are most guilty of it. Because what worked in the past, in certain times of our life to push ourselves forward, doesn't work for long term. In the end, the inner self, when we keep shouting, go, do it, you're such a loser, you're not doing what you want. Oh, look what you've done. Oh, look what you... Can you imagine your best friend talking to you like this all the time? Can you imagine your friend always judging you, always pointing out your failings? Would that give you more energy or less energy? 
<laughs> Tony Robbins once said in a, in, a, in a seminar, it's a relationship mastery. And it's interesting, it was a mastery seminar about how we master relationship with, with the opposite sex, how we can create long lasting relationships. And within that, of course, like with everything else, you go back to the relationship with yourself. And he said something that stuck with me. And whenever I see myself judging myself, I look at that. Can you ever expect a tree to go upwards while you are beating it down with a hammer? No. But we do that to ourselves. We even do that. We, do, we start doing that internally with the people we spend a lot of time with. Yeah, with some people like, oh, we spend time with our best friends an hour a week or two hours a week and we're okay, we put that mask and everything is okay. But go and spend more time with them and our best friends can turn on us like, you're so judgmental. It's negative, you're always pointing out negative things. And that's because that's how we talk to ourselves. We go into a partnership and it becomes even worse. All the shitty ways we, we treat ourselves come up and we project it into our partner. Moving forward, this is the self is part of a collection of that what makes us us. We are mind, we're heart, we're bodies, and we are self. Some people call it soul, some people call it psyche. If, can you imagine a vehicle you, you know, in, in Jordan, where I was born, I'm born in the capital and Aqaba is the, um, on the Red Sea Resort. It's like three hours drive. Can you ever imagine getting into a car and driving three hours to go to that resort when the car is not taking care of, when it's rusty, when the body of the car is rusty, when the flats, when the tires are flat, when there's not enough fuel, When the computer is uh, software is not updated and maybe, I don't know, kind of while you're driving, it shuts down, puts a brake on for you. <laughs> we never do that in the car. And some people do, and you see them stuck on the side of the road waiting for someone to come and rescue them. But why do we do it to ourselves? So elements, four elements of kings and queens, body, mind, heart or feelings and self or soul. If you were to look at them and one to 10, rate how well you are taking care of each of those elements. Start with the mind, one to 10, just write a number. How well are you taking care of your mind? How well are you resting it? How well are you feeding it? Balance between new information, creativity, Even just sometimes, hey, take a step back, stop, stop thinking. And let's take the, the, the emotions. One to 10, how well do you take care of your emotions? How well do you give space for painful emotions to come up? Do you have a conditional relationship with your heart? Hey, whenever you're feeling good feelings, you're my best friend, I love you. But if you ever fucking dare 
to feel an uncomfortable feeling, I'm just gonna push you down and down where can, no one can ever find you. How do you interact with the uncomfortable emotions? They come up and, hey, okay, why are you afraid? Why are you upset? Why are you jealous? Why are you tired? Stop. What can I do for you? How can I love you right now? Body. I know uh, Ashley here is a foodie. And uh, actually in my connection with Ashley, I've learned a lot about food and its properties and really being careful where it comes from. How are you feeding your body? Are you pumping it with food that looks like food, but has no taste, no flavor, genetically modified, full of, I don't know, chemicals? In Europe, you see that a lot, especially in the UK, an amazing tomato that looks amazing, but come and bite it and uh, you might guess it's tomato, but if your eyes were closed, sometimes you might not. People who eat meat, maybe, how, what kind of quality meat are you eating? Has the animal that you're eating been pumped in hormones, tortured, imprisoned all its life, barely moved? Are we feeding, how well are you taking care of your body? One to 10, are you giving it, Supplements, the exercise it needs, sunshine that it needs. I was speaking with a child um, a week ago and about his struggles with the lockdown. He's uh, nearly 13. And he's saying, I'm not motivated. I just, I've lost my motivation. And it's very painful to hear a child say that. But digging deeper, talking, we found that her, his mother doesn't take him outside the house. In the week, he's been outside the house 20 minutes. Sometimes we do that, we are adults, we just stay inside, work, sitting in our chairs like this for ages. And then we want to climb a mountain and we say, oh, my body is not responding. How terrible life is. How well do you take care of your soul? your inner self, one to 10. How will sometimes you allow it to disconnect from the feelings, from the thoughts? Master Ko, if anyone heard of it, he is his meditations is really powerful. He actually sits with people and teaches them to understand that to think of a thought and hey, you are not the thought. This is just a thought coming and gonna go. But we often, we confuse ourselves with, or we confuse our own identity with the thought, whichever thought is coming in, the, in our heads at the moment, whichever feeling is coming up. If we're feeling down, oh, I'm down. No, I'm not down. I'm feeling down right now. How? How much do you meditate? How much do you give space for your soul to... to I have a question, actually. What's mm -hmm. the difference about the soul and the feelings? Um, some people, there's not much difference. 
um, for some people, as soon as they feel a feeling, it becomes their world. They equate it with mm -hmm. their self. Right, the yeah. is a bit different. I'll give you an example. How would you feel if you lost a thousand dollars? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you lost a million dollars? Okay, that's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> How would you feel if you were to give a million dollars to a million child that will save their lives? Oh, that's pretty nice. Would we feel great? So, and the feeling in itself, the feeling will say, no, I don't want to lose. Mm -hmm. The soul wants to give. Mm -hmm. okay. If you were talking about growth, the feeling does not want to grow because that expends energy. Oh, it's mm -hmm. too much work. No, no, no. The soul, one of the soul, two major needs is giving and growing. Your soul mm -hmm. needs to grow. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh right thanks sonia how are you doing i'm great um <laughs> should i talk about my four areas i would love that and i would love to uh, sonia i've met sonia over two approximately two years ago in a Unleash the Power Within seminar with Tony Robbins. And we've been very close friends ever since. The, the journey we've witnessed, that we've seen the miracles happen. We, we saw amazing things that we share with each other. We talk every once in a while. And I'm really, really, really thankful to have you here in the first group call. Uh, could you please share about your four areas? Yeah, sure. So. On mind, um, I put eight because I feel like I'm always feeding my mind, always like growing my business, feeding new information, like always on the go, go, go. Um, but I'm not, I need to stop thinking sometimes and just, you know, allowing my mind to rest. So I'm not honoring my mind um, 100% because it's always active. Like even when I sleep, I know that it's like thinking about work or business, which is not really healthy. Um, then um, heart and feelings, I gave a nine, which is um, quite high because I think especially in the last few years, I'm working on my self-development and like healing my inner child. So I think I became much better in honoring my feelings, like whatever they are and, you know, holding space for myself without judging. But of course it's, it's still not perfect. So, you know, you still get triggered by something. And I think that's, that's a process in life. Like it will never be perfect, but it's, mm -hmm. it's fine. Um, the body I gave an eight. Um, so I recently moved uh, to the mountains to spend more time in nature. Um, just, you know, disconnecting from the chaos of the city. I lived in London for a long time and then, then in Portugal. And then now I'm really taking this time to, to disconnect and like enjoying time in nature. 
um, at the same time, it's an eight because, yeah, I spend my days working and sometimes I don't have lunch. I'm not really taking care of like nourishing my body properly sometimes. Um, and then, yeah, the self or soul, I actually gave the lowest one, which is a six, because I think, you know, my my passion in life, as you know, because we share this, is working on self-development and like letting my soul rest and meditate and like spending time to feed my soul with my passions. And yeah, especially in the last years, I haven't had much time to do that. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Thank you for sharing. Um, I, I think a lot of people I've, I've worked with also the way they they feed their soul was a bit on the lower side. It was the hardest one. Um, Enrico, could you? Yes, I would uh, say the same uh, that for me, the, the soul is the lowest one because uh, at least uh, uh, on the other ones, I know what uh, is kind of working or what is missing. And the soul is the one which is more unknown. So it's a little bit more complicated for me to understand what it works and what does not work. So it's more complicated. I have started this year and I tried to meditate every day, maybe just 10 minutes. And this is kind of something that I wanted to do. But in general, like uh, I feel that uh, I'm kind of disconnected with myself. And uh, if you were saying about uh, the relationship between us and inner self, I feel that the inner self is like a family member that I go sometimes to visit. When I go to visit that family member, he gives me very good uh, suggestions and I feel that it's very nice to be with that person. But then I have my like a routine life and I kind of forget about uh, that person <laughs> until I met the person say, why? Is that what's, uh, what's that person saying? It's like totally froze. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was saying hey, my, my internet connection is broke. <laughs> I think it was a perfect way to, to happen just as he said it. Um, Catherine. Care to share? Yeah, so my mind gets a lot of uh, food right now. <laughs> I'm always I'm always uh, busy learning and studying and researching, so that 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 is well taken care of. Um, I would actually say my soul is also well taken care of. I'm actually making it a priority. But I would say my emotions from time to time are actually the ones that are could need a little bit more attention. Yeah. So how would you give them more attention? Um, to really check in with my emotional layer, you know? Like I'm I'm really good in in like tuning to my higher self, to my soul, like I'm totally, but that's different than, than my emotional layer. To really attuning to my emotions, it also requires time and also really making space for that. Also my relationship, like really checking in and how am I really feeling? You know, sometimes I'm just running and functioning and I'm like, as you know, I'm a mom from, a, I have a one and a half year old, so I'm like, 
busy and then my business on the side. So a lot of things are happening at the same time. And my emotions, yeah, I would say the emotions need more. Okay. And if you care, if you pay more attention to your emotions and make space for them, what do you think the effects will be? How would that impact your life? I think it would actually serve me very well because what I know is that if I'm more in touch with my emotions, I'm softer, I'm more in my feminine and I'm more like, I also enter a different state of flow. So it, it serves me. And it also, it also um, helps my relationships in general. You know, like it just um, expressing my emotions, uh, moving, letting them move. Um, I'm really good to provide a space for others <laughs> to do that. But sometimes I forget about myself. So, yeah. So well, thanks for sharing. Um, welcome, Josiah. Josiah had another meeting I couldn't attend earlier. Um, Sanya, what would happen if you pay more attention to your soul? I think the same as Catherine said, because um, my soul is where, you know, the creativity is and where I could tap more into my feminine as well. So it's reconnecting more with the feminine, which is more empathy, like more gentle, rather than just being in the do, 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 like all day and just running and doing things and, you know, just let it feeding my soul with the things that it needs, like meditation or like more self-development, more time to read about spiritual stuff rather than management, you know, it would just allow me to connect my feminine more. And what would happen if you do that? I think it would be actually great um, for my business as well, because it would allow me to free up time and, you know, trust other people more um, and just delegate more to others with trust rather than trying to be everywhere all the time. And if you do that, what will happen? How would you feel? Probably like a happier, healthier person, like less stressed. Mm -hmm. It's um, that's, thank you for sharing. And I think it's really good for us when we check with those things. They are not just labels. These questions that we're exploring, if we improve them, they have real impact on our lives. Uh, Dave, you wanted to say something earlier. I, I don't know. I, but, I thought you would raise your hand. Uh, yeah, I, I um, because I want to say thank you. Uh, uh, welcome. Enrico, <laughs> uh. cool. uh, you, you mentioned that um, your soul doesn't get all the attention that it needs, but I also know that you go on weekly hikes on Fridays in Saudi. So Enrico is from Italy. He lived in London and he took a job in Saudi last year, just before the lockdown. Am I right? Yes. And uh, so I just think that it's complicated for me to understand what is uh, the soul. What is the soul in relationship, uh, in relation to yourself or in relation with other people? 
and how you develop this dialogue with yourself and uh, also with the others and whether this is just about the heart or it's also especially in the relation with the other is more about the soul i don't see too much the difference and honestly i don't get too much what is the soul to say also what dave was asking i think that in, in for, and at the moment i just think that maybe the, the soul is what you think that is yourself beside uh, beyond any kind of uh, interference with with other things like something more original in you and i just think that uh, it's it's a it's a, a voice which is slow so it's difficult to hear always like uh, sometimes it's not silence but you have a lot of noise around you so okay so guys Let's meet our soul a little bit. Are you ready? Okay. I want to ask you to close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Let it out slowly. Another deep breath. Let it out slowly. Try and capture a thought that is going through your mind right now. Any thought. Maybe let's see a thought about yourself. I am this, I am that. Take a deep breath. Let it out. And say to yourself in your mind, I am not that thought. I am myself. Try and scan your body and see how you're feeling. Any feeling. Are you feeling excited? Are you feeling energetic? Are you feeling optimistic? Feeling tired? Whatever you're feeling. Focus on that. And say to yourself in your mind, I am not the feeling. I am myself. I'm the watcher of the thought. I'm the watcher of the feeling. Feel your body, your physical body. So many people equate their identity, their self, with their body. Now say to yourself in your mind, I'm not the body. I'm the self, the watcher of the body. Now that self within you that monitors the thoughts, monitors the feelings, senses the body is a self and you have a lot of power with it try to now rise with yourself as if you are a camera looking at yourself from above from the ceiling Look at that person sitting on a chair in the Zoom call.
like a bird's eye view. When you look at that person, look at them, what are they thinking? What is yourself thinking? Your body is thinking. What is your body feeling emotions? Look at that person sitting there. You know their history. You know their limitations, their fears, their hopes. You know his triggers. You know her anxieties. You can rise higher. Rise as high as you can, rise as high as your sky. Watch the city you're in. Look down at the city that you live in. Rise higher. Look at the country that you live in. Look at the way nature works. Rise higher. Look at the planet. Watch it rotate. Watch the weather happen, the clouds moving, the sun shining. Watch the oceans, watch the mountains. Let's go together, let's go to the sun. Imagine yourself inside the sun looking at the planet, planet Earth. Smile at the planet. Imagine sending it sunshine, sending it love, send it healings to the people in it, to the animals, to the plants, to the bugs, to the fish, birds. Imagine you're like sending a laser of joy and love power and healing. Now let's slowly come back. your soul fly back all the way down. Come back into your body. In your own time, move your body bit by bit, fingers and toes, 
Maybe stretch it if it needs to stretch. And come back here when you're ready. Enrico, do you have more, did you feel yourself, your soul, a bit more? Are you able to distinguish it between the feelings, the thoughts, the body, or is it still a tough thing for you? Maybe I can I... explain it in easier words, but yeah, you can go for it. Enrico, speak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, I was, thank you, David. I think that I was kind of relaxing myself. So I don't know if I was uh, finding myself, but I, when you feel uh, relaxed uh, with your uh, voice and the image, so you feel that uh, you're at ease with uh, a lot of part of you, both the physical part of you and something else. So. I think that in that moment, uh, you don't question too much whether you are with yourself or not. You just stay at ease with yourself. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very powerful, actually. Thank you. Anyone else felt a bit of difference? It was super interesting if I um, choose me now I need to think something that I didn't uh, think something was super funny. <laughs> I think it's also about understanding and remembering that we are part of something bigger and like all the problems that we experience day to day, actually it's really small compared to like everything there is. I, I love that. I, I think this is one of the most powerful examples for me personally. As soon as I connect with myself more, all of these little things that seem so big and constantly worried about these little details in my life, they become so small and so fleeting. They're here right now, but they're not going to hear. They're not going to be here in a few moments. There's like a, a knowing that happens. Josiah, uh, you have a very powerful spiritual side. How would you think about this? How would you feel in this uh, mode? Between spiritual and like, how would you define your soul? Well, first of all, um... I hope the background music isn't too loud, but um, soul and spirit are, are two very interesting ways to look at ourselves, our ways of being, because a lot of us, we tend to see ourselves as the body. But when I remember that, like my soul is timeless, I remember that the soul is, is what will transcend time and space and this body. Um, like stuff in life matters less. The difficulties, the hardships, the email I have to write, you know, and then those kinds of things. 
uh, the conversations that I, I get to have that may feel uncomfortable in this body, they, they don't matter. They matter in the moment <laughs> for those relationships, but um, when I remember that, that this soul and this spirit that gets to inhabit this body is timeless and has intrinsic value and worth, then I don't, I get less caught up in all of the, the labels and the, the BS, if I may be so, <laughs> so bold that we, we tell ourselves and we get in our head about. Yeah. I think this is a, another ac uh, aspect of meditation. When we meditate, a thought comes in and the thought says, I'm so important. It is the most important thing in my life. Like right now, we need to deal with this. We, if we forget, it's a huge disaster. Like right, you have to get in touch with Enrico because he sent you a message two days ago and you didn't message him. And if you didn't reply to him, like you, I become the thought. The thought is panicking and I become the thought. And in meditation, even though it seems like a disaster to let it go and not do anything about it, he said, it's okay. You can go now. Thank you for the message. You can go. And I separate myself, the self, from that fleeting thought or emotion. Uh, guys, I, in wrapping up, we're coming to a near end and it got a bit of an insight into some of the hopes, some of the where kingdom is it? Is it a target or is it the journey of us getting there? what stands in our way, the fear that stands in our way, and how that is sometimes a very much a result of us being disconnected from the inner self, from our own elements. Oh, someone says, I, I can't, I wanna do this and this and that, but I, my brain is foggy. But if you look at their diet, if you look at the way they take care of their, their computer, it's not, it's not healthy. And they live in misery because they aren't able to do something that will help them go forward. Um, the fear is, is, not, is not a disease. It's a side effect of some things that are happening in our life. And then they become in fear. If I'm treating myself in a bad way, if I'm focusing all on my negatives so much, I'm not giving myself a break. I'm not giving myself love. I'm not giving myself affection. And I want that self to come and give me power, confidence when I need it. It's going to be very hard if I'm disconnected from it. Fear that stops most of us from going forward in our life, the lack of clarity, it's really a side effect. If I'm constantly remembering the negatives and I'm forgetting to just sometimes and sit with the positives, my brain is going to delete the positives. They are not necessary for... Um, for protection. So my brain deletes it. It takes extra space from the gigabytes in there. One person said, a psychotherapist in a, a seminar, he talked about dealing with depression. And he said, with most of my clients, when I, they come to a session and they say, I'm depressed, I actually give them a simple exercise. I ask them, to write a hundred things that they are thankful for. And the next time they come, I ask them to write a hundred things that they are proud of achieving. A mix, little things, medium things, 
We have a program, we live in a world watching Hollywood movies where accomplishments are big, are life-changing. So you ask people, what have you accomplished in your life? Say, I got this degree, I got this job, I traveled the world. But for them, because of that programming, helping someone else, spending some time with a homeless person is not an achievement. Learning to smile is not an achievement. Learning to be happy is not an achievement. Being awake on time is not an achievement. Going to sleep on time is an achievement. Feeding myself well is not an achievement. None of these care. None of these matter. And how I wonder, are we going to have energy and power and confidence when we look at that self within us and constantly berate it, constantly only expect from it amazing galactic achievements for us to be, ah, well done. Now go to the next, now achieve the next. As we um, get to the end, there's a question that I love in coaching that we, uh, I ask always my clients in the end. What's the number one thing that you do not want to forget from our time today? Anyone care to share? Yes, I start. I actually loved what you just said about that our brain leads uh, the positive. <laughs> because I think I was, I was brought up in a way where I'm, I've become an expert in um, spotting what is missing, which is great for my work, you know, because I can, you know, I'm always expanding and I'm also helping my clients to do the same. But sometimes I forget about expressing my appreciation or expressing what is positive. And I think that's a, it's a, yeah, it's a common theme. And, it, and you just reminded me that our brain, in fact, really doesn't need the positive for survival. So it is really something that we have to train from time to time. And I just, uh, yeah, it's actually something that I have been thinking about lately. And, and you just reminded me of it. So thank you for that. I, I, I will take that with me today. And if I go a bit further, Catherine, Taking that insight, how would you want it to translate tangibly in your life? Uh, for me, I, I can actually give you a very clear answer. For me, that means to really express my appreciation more and to express the, the positive things that I see more often, you know, to really train myself to also say it, not just think it, because I think it and I, I see it, I perceive it, but I'm often not verbalizing it. And um, yeah, that's something that I really really want to work on a little more, yeah. Okay, so you want to do that maybe how many times a week or a day, like this <laughs> day? Yes, it's a day? It's so funny how you always try to make it measurable. Um, I don't function that way, but I, 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 um, I, would, I would say I start with just uh, making it a priority each day so that I start with, in my relationship and with the people, with my clients, with, my, with the people that are close to me, even people that I just met, just making a compliment and just saying something that, you know, that I see and not just keeping it for myself. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Who else wants to go? For me, it was super important what, what Catherine says and uh, with the process and outcome. 
And for me, what I want to ask myself is more what I want to feel in, in the next half year and yeah, in my journey. And that's an uh, important question for myself. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. And how would you translate that in practical terms in your life? That's a good question. <laughs> so I would say it's dependent on what I want to feel, of course. But what I really like um, to do is um, to add this on my routines, like um, to mo uh, in the morning routine or if I go to sleep. Um, that's pretty nice and that's helped me. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. That's uh, powerful. Who else wants to go? Um, one of the things that I really enjoy about like playing these games is, is through asking questions. And then something that you touched on, Dave, inspired me to share this. And it was when I'm in the middle, when I find myself like present in a moment, I ask myself, what story do I want to tell about this moment or this experience? And then when I think about like that story, like six months down the road, year down the road, whenever that is tomorrow, I get to ask myself, well, how can I make this experience even better? How can I show up even more fully in this experience? And it really, I feel like gives me the power to, to have influence over a situation or to enhance a situation and you know, show up more powerfully, things like that. So yeah, taking these, these concepts and realizing like, oh, wow, if I'm a soul with infinite worth, how can I make this an even better experience? How can I show up more engaged? And then what story do I want to tell from that? Am I going to tell a story of empowerment or of victimhood? That's, thank you. Thank you. And maybe in the next session or two, we'll ask, come back to that and say, Hey, could you give us examples of how you implemented it uh, since then? Is that okay with you? Cool. Anyone else? We have time for a couple more. If anyone has to share. Faith, I'm gonna ask you, we started with you. Where we started earlier today, where are you now? What's, what's one thing that impacted you? Felt, ah. one, of the th one of the things that you said that truly um, left an imprint for me was about, um, you know, how some things that we've done before. <laughs> Super funny. By the way, guys, uh, while... I th I don't think Faith is frozen. I think it's her picture is frozen only. So uh, don't worry. Um, but Faith is a community manager. She is part of the Path to Kingdom. And she's uh, shared the Facebook group for the Path to Kingdom for us. Um, uh, let me see here. Actually, Aha, uh -huh, yes. That, so she didn't share it to everyone. She shared it to me, <laughs> but I didn't know. So here, I'm, I'm just posting it there. It's a Facebook group. And uh, the Facebook 
uh, group name is Path to Kingdom, Tribe of Royals. And uh, would love for you guys to join. And in the future, as we start to create certain projects and certain goals, or maybe if you need certain support, this will be the area where we'll find someone to support you. We'll find an accountability partner, perhaps, maybe share a win. And for example, if Enrico comes and says one day, hey guys, I know now myself, I can see it very clearly. What the fuck was I doing? <laughs> I wasn't within myself. You know, he could go and share that. Um, so, uh, please feel please join it'd be great to have you there and we'll there we're gonna also share a recording of uh, the group coaching meetings and summaries as well in case you want to go and look at it and also we're gonna share some workbooks some resources some free resources some links that will empower you in your journey I want to thank you so much for being here today and um, I'm you know I don't know what you expected, but for me personally, thank I don't you. think it's been Thank you, perfect. thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you too. Thank you guys. Um, I just wanna share with you about me coming into this. I was nervous, I was a bit scared because I've done, I've done events, I've spoken in events before, but I've not done something like this before. And my system was not happy about it until I myself sat with myself and created an outcome that I would love to create an outcome which is for everyone that is here to get just that much closer to themselves, to their inner selves. And, um, and as Catherine said, I went into it, not only just looking at, in a tunnel vision at the outcome, but it's like, huh, I wonder what feelings I'm gonna experience along the way. I wonder what things are gonna happen, what jokes are gonna happen, what insights are gonna happen. And just go at, at life in that kind of sense of discovery. So um, thank you for being patient with the imperfections of it. And um, I, uh, I promise you it's gonna only get better because that's, that's how it happens when we go into things with gratitude and with excitement and with open eyes and creativity and what the journey has to offer. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Please, in the meantime, join the Facebook group if you have any questions, let me know. If you have any points of concern, like anything that is maybe struggling with in life, share it anonymously. We will deal with it. We'll import, we'll insert it into the program. And um, yeah, the end. Guys, have a great week. Thank you all. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.